Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. What's up, everybody? Welcome inside Studio 34. This is the Fantasy BFFs, and I am Frank Stanfield here on a Wednesday, October 9th. Happy Hump Day. Very gloomy, rainy day in the Northeast today. New York City getting ready for the ALCS, New York Yankees. The opponent is awaiting. We don't know who that will be yet, but no baseball talk today. As much as I would love to talk baseball with uh, my good buddy, Eric Young. We'll be talking fantasy football today. There's a lot to talk about. Most added, most dropped, players to buy, players to sell. This is basically an entire transaction show. And there's a few things in the news that I want to talk about as well. Already players ruled out for the Thursday night football game. Injuries taking place, players returning or missing practice. And to do all that, I'll talk about it with my good buddy, E.Y. Eric Young. What's going on, E.Y.? Frankie, my man, what is going on? A uh, beautiful day here in Nashville, Tennessee. The sun is out. The The leaves are falling, which is a dreaded time of year for me. It means i got to break out the rake here pretty soon. A ton of trees in my backyard. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped up, man. Uh, football is in full swing. Hockey is in full swing. You mentioned something about some other sport that I don't <laughs> know about. Um, so, yeah. Let's Must be it. nice. Must be nice, EY, to have uh, beautiful weather out there in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it's very rainy, gloomy, cold day here. What, what's the uh, what's the temperature like now nowadays this time of year in Nashville? It's uh so it's it's been a weird year. It's I've been unseasonably hot. So it's been uh, last week it was ninety five. I was in Tucson, Arizona, and it was actually hotter in Franklin, Tennessee, than it was in Arizona. So really? it, it's wow. been weird. Yeah, my backyard looks like a desert. All my grass is dead. It's all sand right right now. But uh, it's uh it's still nice. It's I mean I'm probably eighty degrees today. So that's pretty wild. Probably probably get out for a ride on the bike later today. Eighty degrees. I think it's. It's 55 degrees and raining here in New York City, so uh, it's a little bit colder. I don't mind it. I'm kind of done. When we get to this point, we get to like October, I'm done with the warm weather. You know, I really am looking forward to the fall. I just hope that we can actually get that fall season in here and, you know, it doesn't just go straight to winter because it feels like that happens way too often. Uh, But, you know, I wanted to ask you this before the show. I thought about it, EY. Are you a big Halloween guy? Uh, I do like Halloween. I don't do it much anymore. I don't have a lot of time for it. Uh, 
Halloween has always been a huge part of my life. I loved to dress up. I mean, basically that's my job. Uh, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it is, a, it is something, I don't think it's a holiday. It is a cool time of year. I love fall. Uh, the temperature is perfect. The colors, uh, it's part of the, the benefit of living in Tennessee and living in Asheville. I get all four seasons. I could do without winter, but, uh, fall is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, I like when it starts to cool down a little bit. Not a huge fan of just the winter once we hit the you know, 20, 30 degrees here in New York City. Uh, yeah. But enough of the weather. I don't think anyone wants to hear about the weather anymore. The reason why I brought up Halloween, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Roto underscore Frank. I actually just downloaded the Shutter app. No, they're not paying me to like promote the product or whatever, but... It's just filled with a bunch of horror shows and, and movies. So if anyone has any recommendations, uh, please feel free to reach out because this is a month that I do like to watch a ton of horror-related things. I mentioned we got some news, some things that I want to jump into here. Let's start it off with, you know, there was a video from Antonio Brown. I don't really want to give this guy the publicity, give him the time of day, but I thought it was worth mentioning. It's kind of comical. It's hysterical. Uh, even, you know, talking about how the Patriots... <coughs> May as well play him because they owe him money. It's like what is? I've never He's seen. A I've a never lunatic. seen an athlete EY fall off the deep end like this. Uh, this quickly, and you know, it's actually it's sad to watch because he is super talented. Probably one of the I don't know three most talented wide receivers in the game still now today, even at the advanced age that he is. Uh, but. You know, after everything that he did, basically once he was released from the Patriots, you know, calling out Robert Kraft and calling out basically anyone who's ever had you know any type of uh, domestic violence issue, uh, it's just crazy that he would post a video like this. Uh, so, Danny, if you have that loaded up, let's let's play what Antonio Brown had to say yesterday regarding the Patriots. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Yeah, you guys follow the Patriots. Tell them call me. They still got to pay me, so might as well let me earn it. XFL never. That was, that was not even in the question. King. So you hear him. You hear him mention there. You know they got to pay me. He's filing like uh, grievances against the Patriots, and he should get his signing bonus. So he's basically saying, uh, you you might as well play me if if you got to pay me. So I, I don't think that's how it's going to work when it comes to the New England Patriots, especially after everything that uh, he did with Robert Kraft uh, said about him and tweeted about him. So um, I just don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. Ey, have you ever seen anything? To this extent, like I was trying to think of an example downstairs. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of football players, you know, suffer from mental illness later on in their life, but maybe not to this level. I don't know. I don't know that he's even been diagnosed with anything, but it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he always was kind of like known as the he's the wide receiver is a bit of a diva, this, that, the other. But this is another thing altogether. Like, look, man, that's uh, your your grievances with the NFL and your appeals to get paid for doing nothing like that's private stuff. I mean, one, I don't care or want to know about it. Um, it. It's just it's crazy how quickly this happened. You mean like. He went to the Raiders, and you think, oh, he seems happy, and him and Derek Carr, you know, have this decent relationship, and it could be this thing, and then, he, okay, he's not practicing, and he's he burned his feet, and he won't wear the helmet, and it's just been literally one thing after another, and quite frankly, I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't care about what you're what you got going in your life. I could care less. Go away. And he mentioned the XFL, too, because he was doing like a live periscope and people were asking him about the XFL. So he basically shot that down. Uh, EY, I don't know if you want to fill anybody in on uh, where you work that uh, 
they won't have an opportunity to sign Antonio Brown. But ultimately, I can't wait to play XFL fantasy. Yeah, that's it. that is going to be a lot of fun. They will have XFL fantasy. They're going to have betting for the XFL as well. So looking forward to that once the NFL season winds down. Uh, but we do have some other news, some injury related news that I want to go over before we get into the most added and most dropped. Is the fantasy BFFs here on a hump day? DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to the Fantasy BFFs Sports Grid TV Network Live Zumo Channel 719. Happy to have you along for the ride. Frank Stanfill, no Greg Sussman here today. Joined by my buddy, Eric Young. Mentioned that I wanted to talk about some of the injury news. There's already been players ruled out in that Thursday night football game uh, between the New England Patriots, uh, the team that Antonio Brown will not be playing for, and the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard have already been ruled out for that game. The spread as of now is 16.5 points. The Patriots are favored by 16.5. And And I've openly said I think that this number is going to continue to climb. It wouldn't surprise me if this number closes at 17.5. But ultimately, EY, I set out a poll yesterday that if Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard are all ruled out for tomorrow night's contest against the New New England Patriots... Is there a single Giants player that you would start for fantasy football? I tweeted that out yesterday with a poll. 70% say, nope, can't do it. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think it's going to depend on if Wayne Gallman plays. Like, if, if he's going to play, then yeah, I think you got to play him, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a real bad spot. Wayne Gallman now in the concussion protocol doesn't look like he's going to play John Hilleman is the next man up there at the running back position. But I mentioned this yesterday. So far this season, the New England Patriots are number one against the quarterback, number one against wide receivers, number two against running backs, and number two against tight ends. So even with Evan Engram out, I mean, who's the next man up? Rhett Ellison? I don't think we're looking at that. This is a really bad spot for Daniel Jones as well because Bill Belichick traditionally in his career, has rained down on young quarterbacks, specifically rookie quarterbacks. So I think the Giants are in a really, really bad spot here. Even Golden Tate, I don't think that I can get involved there. I've heard some people talking about Darius Slayton. I understand they have to throw the ball to somebody. This whole game is probably going to be garbage time from the Giants' perspective. But the Patriots' defense is legit, and I don't want to underrate them. So... I'm perfectly fine just starting no Giants players. Like I don't want to get cute. I don't want to get Golden Tate in my lineup. I, I know Darius Slayton's coming off a game where he scored a touchdown, has a little bit of a rapport here with Daniel Jones as well, but I do not want to fool around with that. I will be starting zero players from the New York Giants on Thursday Night Football against the New England Patriots. How about we go over to my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You can hear the excitement in my voice. Chris Herndon, remember when we were all excited about him? Well, that didn't last very long. He is dealing with a hamstring injury. Apparently, he suffered it last Friday. He was practicing with the team, or 
I don't know if it was with the team or he was practicing off to the side. He was still suspended, uh, but he was eligible to return this week, EY, and now he's not practicing due to a hamstring injury. This is why the Jets cannot have nice things, EY, and, and we will talk about some Jets later on as, as by-low candidates, but ultimately... You know, it's been a terrible start to the season. Third-string quarterback, Luke Falcon. They're finally getting Sam Darnold back. Want to get somewhat excited about this offense and their ability to turn it around, but just when we get excited about Chris Herndon returning from this suspension, he ends up with a hamstring injury. Uh, I don't know if you were in on him, trying to add him anywhere in free agency uh, off the waiver wire, EY, but this sucks. I, I actually had him in a few places where I stashed him, which was, you know, I thought was going to be a good move. Um I think it would have been if he didn't hurt his hamstring. So now they, they don't even know if he's going to play Yuck. The tight end position is, I mean, it's a little bit better than it was last year, but it's still a wasteland. It's scary. Herndon was a guy that, you know, maybe you could 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 stream or, or he could even be, I mean, we saw him and Darnold had a really good uh, relationship last year. What worries me, though, is Darnold, I mean, look, Mono is a real thing and it makes you super sick and super tired. And even if he is okay and good enough to play, I do worry about his energy level. It's uh, it's not, he's not a hundred percent. Like even if he does play, he's not going to be a hundred percent because that, that sickness actually absolutely saps your strength. Yeah. And we heard the first week that he was dealing with mono, that he was down five pounds. So, I mean, if, if he was legitimately dealing with this, for the next two yeah. or three weeks after that, he might have lost even more weight. So you got to worry about the energy level. He's going to be a little bit rusty his first game back. This offensive line has been in shambles. Kalechi Osemele did not play last week. He was dealing with an injury. They started a rookie right tackle in Chuma Idoga out of USC. Fun fact, they drafted him because he played with Sam Darnold the year before, uh, and now he's been thrust into action. I believe it was Brandon Shell, their other right tackle, was straight up an inactive, uh, a healthy scratch. So this offensive line is in shambles. That's why we do like the Dallas Cowboys defense as a stream this week, even with Sam Darnold back. Uh, but on the other side of that coin, you know, Sam Darnold is going to make Robbie Anderson better. He's going to make... Uh, Jamison Crowder better. He's going to make Le'Veon Bell better. Just him being on the field, his presence, his ability to make throws. Uh, I do have some concern about the rust, but I have no doubt that he's going to be better than Luke Falk. He just, he has to be. He has to be. Uh, moving on, we, we saw right before the show started here, EY, that Case Keenum expected to start this week if he can get over this foot injury, if he is 100% good to go. Their interim head coach, Bill Callahan, said earlier that he would expect Case Keenum to be the starting quarterback for this team. You know, I think it was going to be him or, or Colt McCoy one way or the other. I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is ready. And I think this is really, really good news for Terry McLaurin, EY, because we saw the first three weeks of this season, Terry McLaurin saw 19% of their target share. He was the wide receiver 10 overall, scoring a touchdown in each of the first three games. They're going up against the Miami Dolphins this week, and I know they have Xavier Howard, but ultimately they've given up a ton of fantasy production to opposing wide receivers so far. So I think if Case Keenum could get back on the field, this is huge news for one, Terry McLaurin, EY. Yeah, it was obvious that they had a real connection, Terry McLaurin and Case Keenum. Um, the Washington Redskins are an absolute <laughs> disaster. They're just a disaster. It's, it's unbelievable that... A team with such a storied history and, I mean, uh, it's in a cool sports town. It's just sad. It's just sad. There's a bunch of, you know, decent pieces there. And the reality is, is just the ownership is just an absolute disaster. And 
as long as that guy owns the team and that's the ownership group, they're just they're just going to be like this for, for the foreseeable future. It, it's a mess. And I actually side with Greg Sussman on this one. It, you know, this is in the hands of ownership, of management. I don't think that Jay Gruden was a bad coach. In fact, I think there were a lot of years where he actually overexceeded expectations. And, you know, given what he w- had to work with, you know, the guy never really had a great defense. He did have some early picks that he used on quarterbacks. We saw Robert Griffin III, you know, have some success in this system. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. They let those guys walk out of the door. Uh, obviously, the injury occurred to Robert Griffin III. Uh, and then apparently he didn't want to draft Dwayne Haskins and ownership and management made him draft. So it's like, you know, you kind of you put Jay Gruden between a rock and a hard place. It's not really his fault. I actually think he did uh, the best job that he possibly could have, given the circumstances there. But if Case Keenum starts this week, that is good news for the offense overall. It's good news for Terry McLaurin. And you might even look at streaming Case Keenum in a Superflex League if he was dropped based on how many teams are on by the Bills, Bears, Colts, and Raiders. So we do have no Josh Allen. We have no Jacoby Brissett. And we have no Derek Carr in Superflex leagues as well. EY, I do want to go over some of the most added before we hit the break coming up here. We could talk about this when we get back as well. But Gerald Everett, the most added player in fantasy football leagues last night, he went for 9% of fab in my home league. He went for 11% of fab in the pit league here that we all participate in. EY, were you in on Gerald Everett? And what do you think about that fab percentage, him going between 9 and 11%? Um, Everett's kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, he's had some good production the last couple of weeks. I think Higby, if he becomes fully healthy again, that's, I mean, they paid him a bunch of money. Um, so I think the, uh, the, the split will, will make Everett not as valuable. They've never been a team that has really thrown to the tight end a whole bunch, but, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Robert Woods isn't getting much. Um, and Everett is, his role does seem to be increasing, like I said earlier, the tight end is a wasteland. Look, if you got a guy that's getting some production and he's getting some targets, go with them and cross your fingers. We're into the bye weeks now. It is it is a sad, sad position. Yeah, I'm actually bullish on Gerald Everett. Brandon Cook's dealing with the concussion. We don't know what his status is yet. Have to pay attention to whether or not he practices throughout <clears throat> the course of the week. And I heard Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, on the Fantasy Football Frenzy say that he wasn't in on Gerald Everett. The reason why I am is... You know, normally when you look at streaming quarterbacks or running backs or wide receivers, you look at what the opposing defenses allow to that position. I don't look at that when it comes to tight end because your fantasy points allowed at the tight end position is solely based on what tight ends you face. So they face the San Francisco 49ers this this week. The 49ers haven't played any good tight ends, so of course they've been good against tight ends. I actually like the way that Gerald Everett is trending right now and the way that they are using him. But when we come back, we have more most added, most dropped on the Fantasy BFFs. It's Frank and EY on the Sports Grid TV Network. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Put 
your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sportsbook. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and professional sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Fantasy BFFs, live on the Sports Grid TV network. Zumo, channel 719. I am Frank Sample. No Greg Sussman today, out because of Yom Kippur, of course. But joined by Eric Young. And we were going over the most added, most dropped list before we hit the break, EY. And I noticed that the Washington and Dallas defenses were the top two most added defenses this week. Spoke a little bit about the Dallas defense earlier on in the show. This Jets offensive line is in shambles. They just allowed 10 sacks against the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave up two defensive touchdowns as well. So even with Sam Darnold back... We still think there's going to be shaking off some rust. There could be some sacks, obviously, in play here, some turnovers. Uh, So we like Dallas, but Washington is interesting here, EY. I understand the Dolphins have looked terrible so far this season. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but they are coming off of a bye. Washington defense is not a good one, and I'm actually kind of excited about some of the Miami Dolphins' weapons this week. We'll get to your boy, Devontae Parker, in a little bit. Would you actually stream Washington defense against the Dolphins this week, EY? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it in a few places because uh, just what we've seen from the Dolphins offense this year, and to be honest, there's not a a lot of good defenses to stream. There's just not a lot of uh, available out there to to stream. So I'm going with uh, Washington in a few places and and crossing my fingers. It's what I do every year with defense. I, I never draft one. I often will drop one at the start of every week and add a bench player in case of injuries or whatever, uh, and then pick them up like the day of and, and just just go with a gut feeling on, on how I think that game's going to plan out. So Washington, you know, it, it could be there could be some interceptions, there could be some sacks, there could be some turnovers. So we're going to find out. And and I feel like with the the extra week or uh, the not the extra week, but the the ch- the coaching change could be a motivational factor. Yeah, we do normally see, that's a it's a good point, we normally see that the first team that an interim coach takes over, the team is usually fired up and they show up, uh, but I do think the Dolphins will show up as well here coming off the bye, or we could just end up getting a 6-3 game uh, with, a, with a bunch of sloppy play because it is two terrible teams that are likely trying to tank so they get a top pick in the NFL draft. A few other defenses Greg and I mentioned yesterday as streaming defenses. I like the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Steelers. Sorry, Alex, downstairs, but they are now down to their third string quarterback, uh, and that is Devlin Hodges. Not really sure what to expect from him, so we could see some sacks, some turnovers against him. Uh, We just saw what the Eagles defense did against a third string quarterback, and then the Packers. The Packers defense is playing really well. I understand it's Monday Night Football against the Detroit Lions. The Lions coming off of a bye, but this Packers pass rush is actually uh, generating a lot of pressure. They're getting sacks. They could be up in the face of Matt Stafford as well. So I'll just throw a few of those other streaming defenses out there as well. Gardner Minshew, arguably the top streaming quarterback this week going up against the New Orleans Saints. Fun fact, EY, I saw this. uh, Field Yates tweeted this out earlier this week. There's only three quarterbacks that have had at least 16-plus fantasy points in every game this season. 
Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Gardner Minshew. Do you have any Minshew shares, or are you streaming him this week, EY? I don't, but with just just knowing that fact alone is, is interesting. And and in the opportunities that he's had, he's looked you know pretty pretty decent. So I mean, it's a guy that you just gotta you gotta start and hope. I mean, that's that's the only thing you can do, and and we'll see what happens. But Minshew is definitely an interesting streaming quarterback this week. And I mean, there's tons of quarterback buys, so that could be a guy that you're gonna have to depend on. Not a lot at the running back position this week in terms of adding off the waiver wire, but somebody who is one of the top handcuffs in fantasy football right now is Chase Edmonds, and Greg and I added him in the pit league for 3% of our fab budget. We told people yesterday, look, if you're a David Johnson owner, even if you're not a David Johnson owner, go out there and grab Chase Edmonds. You know, while they don't have an efficient offense yet, their offensive line is not very good. That is mitigated by how many plays they are running right now. They are top five in the NFL in offensive plays ran per game. So, look, David Johnson is dealing with a back injury. Uh, I haven't seen whether or not he practiced yet today, but he left that game briefly on Sunday. He did come back in, uh, but if he's you know going to continue to deal with this back injury, he has a surgically repaired wrist as well, uh, pay attention to that because if he can't go, Chase Edmonds will be in the mix as a you know high-end a solid RB2 this week going up against the Atlanta Falcons. I expect a ton of points to be scored in that game. EY, I saw this name pop up on Yahoo on their transactions page as one of the most added. Michael Gallup. My question to you is, why was he ever dropped? It's it's baffling. Sometimes you see these the most added players and you're just thinking like, who are these people that are dropping Michael Gallup? How, how what... What kind of leagues are they in? And then you you, you start to wonder, like, look at, like, <clears throat> Yahoo and ESPN. Like, these are humongous fa- bases. You mean, like, millions and millions of teams. So sometimes, you know, these are 10-team leagues with with super short benches. And, and there are guys out there that you can replace. I mean, you just you don't have room to carry a guy that was hurt for several weeks, so they drop him. So it's... uh. Seeing stuff like this, it's not in leagues that we play in. It's it's probably not in leagues that most of uh, our, our viewers, um, our, our, our leagues that they play in. It's 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 deeper leagues. It, it it's more um, educated base leagues, not just like office leagues or you know. No, there's nothing wrong with those. That I mean, fantasy football is obviously massively popular. Um, it played played by tons of people all over the place. Um, but I mean, that's just baffling, like how he could be dropped. But look. It's obviously showing up. It's happening, and it's it, it's crazy. But but you know sometimes you just got to pay attention, take a look. Sometimes people get desperate. I know, like even me in a few leagues, where you just, you don't have huge bench depth, you got to make a decision. You know you got to make a decision. So like you know a couple of my leagues, I, I've got uh, Knox the tight end, and I don't want to drop him because I really like him. I like his athletic profile. Uh, I think there's a, a connection between him and Allen and. The Buffalo Bills have shown that they want to use him, giving him um, sweeps and, and stuff like that. This is an athletic freak, and he showed up over the last couple of weeks, but he's on a bye this week, and there is a few places where I was forced to drop him, and it broke my heart. And I think it's a good point that you bring up. You know, There's a lot of diversity in terms of 
the leagues that people play in. I mean, you know, we have people downstairs who play in eight-team leagues. You know, we know people who play in 14, 16-team leagues. And, you know, it's we're, we're trying our best to appeal to as many audiences as possible. There are people who play in high-stakes leagues. I participate in high-stakes leagues myself where they are deeper leagues. There's 20 roster spots. There's deep benches where, you know, you would never see a name like Michael Gallup pop up. But I thought it was worth mentioning because, as you mentioned, EY, you know, there are people who play in 10-team leagues, 8-team leagues, you know, 12-team leagues that have shallow bench spots. And you might actually be out there in some leagues, but if Michael Gallup was dropped, looks like he is legitimately breaking out here in his second year with the Dallas Cowboys. EY, I wanted to get to the Miami Dolphins wide receivers. I know that you're a big Devontae Parker guy. I talked up Devontae Parker and Preston Williams on the FanDuel Hurry Up earlier in the week when I revealed my top waiver wire ads. But going up against this Washington defense, EY, I mean, this defense has really struggled, specifically in the secondary. Josh Norman is not the player he once was. They were allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season. Devontae Parker, the game before the break, had four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. He's accounted for 35% of their air yards. He's being targeted down the field. When it comes to Preston Williams... He has 19 targets over his last two games as well. So I know some people are going to scoff at the idea of picking up Miami Dolphins players or even using Miami Dolphins players in DFS, but I actually really like the spot going up against Washington this week. Yeah, this, they're going to show up. I believe. I believe that um, you know Josh Rosen, Rosen has has improved. He looked you know actually pretty decent. Having a full week, I think they'll come in with a decent game plan. Look, Miami's bad. I mean, I mean, the reality is, is it wouldn't surprise me if Washington beats them. But I do think that that the offense will be improved. Finally, um, I'm getting my wish, and Belage is is sent sent packing. I mean, the fact that this shows how disorganized this franchise is the fact that that guy was starting shows that that they are just not good at evaluating players uh preston williams could be end up being the number one there a guy that had really high draft cap capital but is a bit of a knucklehead and another sneaky play if you're in super deep leaves is is elbert wilson he's going to probably be back this week and uh that could be a guy that wilson really leans on yeah it's a good point in deeper leagues Pay attention to Albert Wilson. I know he was someone that was hyped up coming into the season as well. I did just want to mention quickly that Devlin Hodges in my Superflex League went for 10% of our fab budget. So if you play in a league where you are desperate for a quarterback, maybe you had Mason Rudolph as your second quarterback, or you've just suffered from a ton of injuries by weeks, if you need Devlin Hodges in a Superflex League, you might have to go as much as, I probably wouldn't go 10%, but you know maybe 3 to 5% of your fab budget. EY, I do want to mention some of the most dropped players quickly, uh, and I saw throughout the break that Wayne Gallman has already been ruled out as well, so that answers the question from early on in the show. It will likely Crazy. be John Hilleman, which means all the more reason to like the New England Patriots uh, in that game and to fade all Giants players overall. Some names that stuck out to me, EY, most dropped. I'll, I'll just read off let's say five or six names here, and you let me know which one stands out to you most. Wayne Gallman, Jalen Samuels out for the next month, Darrell Williams with Damian Williams back, Demarcus Robinson, OJ Howard, and MVS. A lot of really heralded names there, EY. Who stands out to you most? I mean, for me, it's MVS. I mean, that's he's the the right now the number one wide receiver. He, he is on the field always. He never comes off the field. Uh, I know... Uh, Allison has seen more figured in and has got the touchdowns as of late, but uh, MVS is the number one wide receiver there as long as Devontae Adams is out. So that's the one that's really surprising to me. Yeah, MVS surprises me as well. I mentioned that I feel like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going through this 
Drew Brees and Saints transition from past couple of years where their defense is starting to get better, so ultimately they are running the football more. OJ Howard and Demarcus Robinson, interesting names as well. When we come back, some buy low, sell high candidates right here on the Fantasy BFF, Zumo Channel 719. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy BFFs right here on the Sports Grid TV network, Zumo Channel 719. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Eric Young. No Greg Sussman here today. Mentioned some of those most dropped players right before the break. I think O.J. Howard and Demarcus Robinson are interesting ones. We all saw O.J. Howard catch the fly ball, or the foul ball yesterday in the Tampa Bay Rays game. And, of course, everyone had a comment about it, of you know, getting more targets at a Rays game than a, than a Tampa Bay Bucks game. Uh, but, alas, um, yeah, he's an interesting name because he is super talented, but ultimately Bruce Arians is just not using him, and I can't really defend holding on to O.J. Howard uh, anymore either. Uh, pay attention to Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, their status this week, because if they are not good to go, then Demarcus Robinson is still going to be in play, so pay attention to that. EY, I wanted to move into some buy low and sell high candidates. A lot of people are asking questions about Le'Veon Bell. And I am really interested in trading for Le'Veon Bell myself because I think everyone kind of has this, this nasty taste in their mouth right now because the efficiency hasn't been good. He's been getting a ton of volume, but obviously playing alongside Luke Falk, I mean, he hasn't really had much to you know, much space to run with, ultimately. Um, but I'm looking at 94% of the snaps on the season for Le'Veon Bell. That is second among running backs behind only Christian McCaffrey. He's third in opportunity share, which is the percentage of total team running back carries plus targets. They're past the bye. He has 32 targets on the season, which is fifth among running backs, and that's you know with having a bye week already behind him. Their upcoming schedule, listen to this. They're going up against the Cowboys, who are 25th against the run. Then they get the Patriots, second against the run, tough matchup. Then the Jaguars, 28th against the run. Dolphins, 32nd against the run. Giants, 18th against the run. Washington, 26th against the run. Oakland, 10th against the run. Cincinnati, 31st. Miami, 32nd. Baltimore, 20th. And Pittsburgh, 19th. And you know Le'Veon Bell is going to be hyped up for that Pittsburgh Steelers game. So if you can buy Le'Veon Bell right now, EY, I think you might actually be able to do it. I don't think it's one of those things where, you know, his name value is too high. Like, yeah, telling people to buy DeAndre Hopkins, that's obvious. But people might actually be worried about Le'Veon Bell right now. And I think now is the time to buy. Yeah, the super good time to buy. The reality is, is you know his production hasn't been great, but he is the he is the running game there for sure. Uh, and his quarterback right now is is Luke Falk, so they don't have to respect the pass. Um, the, none of the wide receivers there have really done anything. Uh, Crowder had a whole bunch of catches, but I mean, you know, basically off the line of scrimmage, no yards. Robbie Anderson hasn't showed up at all yet. 
Sam Darnold coming back will change this team's fortunes once he's healthy. If he plays this week, I don't think it'll be a big deal. But if you're, you know, if you're three and one, or you're, you know, you're a team that can afford to wait for Le'Veon Bell to kind of come around, right now is the time to buy because he's his his production will increase. You know, he's is he's going to start producing fantasy points. Um, the workload is already there, and you just said it. Another name, EY, I want to move over to wide receiver real quick. Mike Evans, you know, I think a lot of people, and I've been getting a ton of questions all week long on Twitter regarding Mike Evans. Should I trade him? Should I try to acquire him? You know, people see the zero that he's coming off of and the fact that he's been really inconsistent this year outside of that one monster game that we saw where he had three touchdowns against the New York Giants. He's still wide receiver 12 on the season, even with a zero last week. He is tied with Chris Godwin with 12 red zone targets, leading the Tampa Bay Bucks so far this season. He has 23% of the target share and 35% of their air yards, so they're still targeting him down the field. I know that he's been inconsistent. I think better days are coming. I think that he's going to be involved this week. And again, you can actually prey on fantasy owners right now who are frankly fed up with Mike Evans because of the inconsistency that he's shown so far this season. Is this one that you would actually jump in on? Or do you think that Chris Godwin is the guy here and... He's going to just take up. He's going to take so much away from Mike Evans that you actually don't feel good about trading for Mike Evans right now. How do you feel, Ey? Yeah, I think not Mike Evans is the number one there. Uh, but the reality is, is we've got to accept that Chris Godwin is, is what a lot of people thought he was going to be, and he's a he's a low end one or a high end number two receiver. Um, I feel like uh, Godwin is he right now is benefiting because he's getting the better coverages. Teams know that uh, Mike Evans is the number one receiver and they're covering him as such. So Godwin gets the favorable matchups and and he's producing. This is going to happen all year. I don't know if it's a guy that I would trade for or or, or try to go after unless I was desperate at wide receiver and and you need a, a number one because he definitely can be a number one. But I think the the inconsistency of production is going to be a thing. That, that plagues him all season as long as Godwin's healthy. If, if Godwin's there and Evans is there, they're both going to eat into each other's production. The, there's only one football to go around, and Tampa Bay is in the business of winning football games, not padding fantasy stats. So it's, just, it's going to keep happening. And it's not the first time that we've seen inconsistency out of Mike Evans either. You know, this has really been a part of his career for a while. He does yeah. have, you know, that, that weak leaning, weak I can't talk, EY. <laughs> you would think Got I know it. how to talk, right? This is something I know how to do. League-winning upside. We know that Mike Evans has that on a per-game basis. Uh, personally, I would be trying to buy if that's possible. I had a few other names, but maybe we'll we'll get to those tomorrow because I, I have a new segment type thing that I want to introduce. Uh, real quick, I will mention Devontae Freeman as a sell-high candidate. Uh, Ido Smith has seen nine red zone opportunities this year. Devontae Freeman has seen just seven. And really, throughout the course of Devontae Freeman's career, what made him as viable for fantasy as he was, was being used in the red zone and being the unquestioned leader in red zone carries for his respective team and being used in that part of the field. But now Ido Smith is you know, climbing into that and affecting that Production for Devontae Freeman, uh, and overall this offensive line is not good. They're banged up. They're 27th in run blocking. Uh, and Devontae Freeman coming off a game where he just caught a ton of passes, had a touchdown as well. So if you can sell Devontae Freeman for an RB2, a wide receiver 2, it's something that I would look into doing. Now, EY, I'm going to introduce this to you, and I had this thought last night, and it made a ton of sense to me, uh, so I want to get your thought on it as well and see if you agree. But ultimately, the logic behind it is taking advantage of 
fantasy owners who have gotten off to a slow start, whether they're 0 and 5, like Greg and myself, 1 and 4, 2 and 3, and they have good players that are on the bye. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because people get crazy, man. When it comes to fantasy football, you know, they start 0 and 5, they start 1 and 4, 2 and 3, and they have a Josh Jacobs on a bye, a Darren Waller on a bye, a David Montgomery, a T.Y. Hilton. They look at that player and they realize, you can't help me this week. I need to win. My logic is trying to prey on those fantasy owners and take advantage of the fact that they might be freaking out that their team sucks. You know, we've all been there. If you've been playing fantasy football for a long time, you get off to a slow start, you start, you start thinking all crazy kinds of things. I say that you should be trying to buy those good players that are on bad fantasy teams that are on bye weeks right now because those fantasy owners are freaking out. And this segment is called You Suck and We Know It. The BFFs presents You Suck and We Know It. Does it just suck being you? You suck. So, EY, what do you think about that? Is, is my logic fair in that we should be trying to take advantage of these owners who have good players on by? Because I think it's something that's actually not talked about enough in the fantasy industry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> the route is, is you see this happen every year. Uh, I, I, I do my best. You know, uh, I'm in the CBS Telethon League. My team is really good, like really, really good. And I haven't won yet. I haven't won at all. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being cautious. People are trying to reach out and, and take players from me. Uh, I got a couple injuries. There's no IR spots for some reason, which is super frustrating. Um, I got Saquon Barkley, so that's why I'm complaining about that. But the reality is, is football is this kind of in-between. Fantasy football is this in-between world where, look, look you can only be so patient. I mean, if you're uh, uh, 0-5, I mean, the reality is the numbers say that you're probably not going to make it in the playoffs uh, unless you have a super deep playoff uh, format. If, you know, like six, eight teams get in. So if you got the top four only get in, the reality is is you're probably not going to make it. You're going to lose more games. You're not going to run the table and win every single game. I know I know that that can happen. uh, And and I play every game. I could be 0 and 10 and I'm still trying to win every week. It doesn't matter to me. I play out every single game. But the reality is, is you've got to measure where your patience is players are going to come after you and try to get players like that if you're a team that needs to win you can't be trading for a guy on the on buys either you need to win you need to win this week so it's it's finding that in between of like i gotta play for this week but i also got to to organize my bench and my team for the future as well so uh like for me like holding on to someone like uh Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has been non-existent, which it, I don't think anybody could have guessed, especially with how much he was used in the preseason. Latavius Murray, Murray is a guy I have on a few teams, and look, I'm just going to hold him because the reality is, is, is my belief is Kamara is being used a ton. He's not a great big guy. He does get banged up. It's part of football, especially the running back position. And if Kamara goes down, Murray's going to get all of the use. So that's a guy that you want to hold. So you, you just got to make your own decisions at your own time. But I do like your technique of going after these teams that are losing, and they're desperate. They're trying to win this week. They got guys on buys. Maybe they can barely even roster a full a full squad. You can go in. Get a number one guy for a rep for a for a second or third tier guy. It's a really really good strategy, especially if you're comfortable. 
Yeah, so if you're three and two, four and one, five and zero, oh, you're sitting pretty right now. You want to prey on these owners, and I will throw out a name that I would be trying to buy right now, who is on a bye week, and that is Josh Jacobs. Posted career highs across the across the board in week five. Yes, it's been a very brief career. He's only played in five games, but. I like to see that he is starting to see more work as the season goes on. 26 carries, 123 yards, four targets, and three receptions. I think that is massive for his value because early on in the season, he wasn't being targeted at all. If they would fall behind, they weren't using him in the pass game at all. Coming out of the bye, his schedule is amazing. Going up against the Packers, Houston Texans, Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Chargers, Cincinnati Bengals, Jets, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee, Jacksonville, and the Los Angeles Chargers again. He is tied for sixth in the NFL in red zone rushing attempts. And the Oakland Raiders offensive line, third in run blocking. They got Richie Incognito back recently. They have, they've had a few injuries as well. Once they get all these guys back, their offensive line is going to be a really, really good one, EY. I am trying to buy Josh Jacobs from a struggling owner right now. Is there any names on the buy that you would be targeting from a Darren Waller, a T.Y. Hilton, a, a David Montgomery, maybe even a Josh Allen in a Superflex League. Can I interest you in any of those names, E.Y.? Yeah, actually, Josh Allen was the guy that I was going to bring up. Uh, you know, I know that he 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 got uh, that concussion, went down and stuff, but I feel like this guy is a guy going to be a guy that's going to improve. Buffalo Bills are proven that Look at they're, they're kind of the real deal. They're kind of a, they're kind of a good team. Uh, the defeat the defense is great. Uh, Frank Gore is the infinity stone and is just going to run the ball forever. Um, and, and Josh Allen is a guy that look if you're streaming quarterbacks now or you you lost a quarterback, um, you know this is a guy that you could go after, especially in a bye week. You might be able to pick him up for super cheap, and he could you could ride him for the rest of the season. Frank Gore will now be referred to as the Infinity Stone for the rest of the existence when it comes to the fantasy BFS. And you know what's sad about that, EY? One minute. Huh. Greg Sussman would not even understand the reference. That's uh, sad. It's, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't watch. Oh, I gosh. I'm also to the point where I can't even talk to him. <laughs> We're supposed to be friends, but it, it, Greg makes it so hard, man. I swear. You know, look, I haven't seen Terminator. Uh, admittedly, there are a lot of classics that I have not seen. But I've seen Star Wars, at least. Like, I've seen the Avengers movies. Like, Greg's someone who prides himself in knowing pop culture as well. Wouldn't yeah. understand what the Infinity Stone is. You he wouldn't understand any of pop this. culture, and you can't see the Avengers movies, then your license is revoked. You don't know pop culture because it's a massive part of the culture. Some of the highest grossing movies in the world. You suck and we know it. Try to acquire Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, Darren Waller, and T.Y. Hilton if you can. He's E.Y. Eric Young. I am Frank Stanfield. We'll be back to get again tomorrow. We hope. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Here's what you missed on the BFFs. 
know, there was a video from Antonio Brown. I don't really want to give this guy the publicity, give him the time of day, but I thought it was worth mentioning. It's kind of comical. It's hysterical. Uh, even, you know, talking about how the Patriots... <laughs> May as well play him because they owe him money. It's like what is? I've never seen. I've never seen an athlete EY fall off the deep end like this uh, this quickly. And you know, it's actually it's sad to watch because he is super talented. Probably one of the I don't know three most talented wide receivers in the game still now today, even at the advanced age that he is. Uh, But. You know, after everything that he did, basically once he was released from the Patriots, you know, calling out Robert Kraft and calling out basically anyone who's ever had you know any type of uh, domestic violence issue, uh, it's just crazy that he would post a video like this. Uh, so, Danny, if you have that loaded up, let's let's play what Antonio Brown had to say yesterday regarding the Patriots. Love you guys having a beautiful day. Yeah, you guys follow the Patriots. Tell them call me. They still got to pay me, so might as well let me earn it. XFL never does. That was not even in the question. King. So you hear him. You hear him mention there. You know they got to pay me. He's filing like brief, uh, grievances against the Patriots, and he should get his signing bonus. So he's basically saying, uh, you you might as well play me if if you got to pay me. So I, I don't think that's how it's going to work when it comes to the New England Patriots, especially after everything that uh, he did with Robert Kraft uh, said about him and tweeted about him. So. Um, I just don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. EY, have you ever seen anything to this extent? Like, I was trying to think of an example downstairs. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of football players, you know, suffer from mental illness later on in their life, but maybe not to this level. I don't know. I don't know that he's even been diagnosed with anything, but this is pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he always was kind of like known as the, he's the wide receiver, is a bit of a diva, this, that, the other. But this is another thing altogether. Like, look, man, that's uh, your your grievances with the NFL and your appeals to get paid for doing nothing. Like, that's private stuff. I mean, one, I don't care or want to know about it. Um, it, It's just, it's crazy how quickly this happened. You mean, like, he went to the Raiders and you think, oh, he seems happy and him and Derek Carr, you know, have this decent relationship and it could be this thing. And then, he, OK, he's not practicing and he's he burned his feet and he won't wear the helmet. And it's just been literally one thing after another. And quite frankly, I'm tired of it. I don't I don't care about what you're what you got going in your life. I could care less. Go away. And he mentioned the XFL, too, because he was doing like a live periscope and people were asking him about the XFL. So he basically shot that down. Uh, EY, I don't know if you want to fill anybody in on uh, where you work that uh, they won't have an opportunity to sign Antonio Brown. But ultimately, I can't wait to play XFL fantasy. Yeah, that's it. that is going to be a lot of fun. They will have XFL fantasy. They're going to have betting for the XFL as well. So looking forward to that once the NFL season winds down.